couple of weeks ago, hundreds and hundreds of teachers from around the nation came together for the annual meeting of the National Science Teachers Association in Philadelphia. The meetup was held in the cavernous Pennsylvania Convention Center, and it was a hive of activity. From a giant exhibit hall to legions of breakout rooms for sessions and speakers, the entire place was packed with science teachers. So you're probably wondering what this has to do with NOAA. Well, we took a trip up to Philly with microphone in hand to find out. You're listening to Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service, and today we have the first half of a two-part special recorded live in Philadelphia. Today we're going to be spending some time at the NOAA booth in the exhibit hall of the National Science Teachers Association annual meeting. Now, NOAA's exhibit takes up about 1,200 square feet of space, and it's stocked with well over 10,000 pounds of materials. All those materials are going to end up in teachers' classrooms around the nation. The exhibit is big, it's bold, it's eye-catching, and of course it has to be because NOAA is one of well over 100 organizations, public, private, government, commercial, all vying for attention here in Philadelphia. NSTA's annual meeting is one of NOAA's larger outreach events. It's one of around only a couple of dozen major venues that NOAA takes part in each year. And big gatherings like this are a chance for NOAA men and women from a variety of backgrounds and expertise to come together and to meet face-to-face with thousands of people from all walks of life. Paul Taylor is exhibit manager from the National Ocean Service, and he's one of the people who works behind the scenes to make NOAA's presence at these shows a success. He said that while it's important to catch people's attention with an impressive visual display, the real challenge is getting the right NOAA people for each event. Each show is different. This show is obviously science teachers. Uh, We may go in the fall to AARP. That's more of uh, a general public, and you're dealing with uh, active seniors and retired personnel. We go to the American Meteorological Society, and that is is more of a weather-focused event. So what we try to do is match the material that we have, recognize the audience that we're you know, promoting to, and then marry those two in, in some way, shape, or form, whether that be visual graphics to catch their attention. But really what we're, we're really working on is getting the right people to work the booth because the power in the booth is who uh, are staffing it. Interactive, one-on-one conversations, that's really the powerful information exchange. Someone can see a, a picture or a promotional poster or a graphic that's just an eye-catcher. It's really the, the interactive conversation that the information is exchanged. Paul works with Les Adams, NOAA's lead exhibit manager. On the first day of the conference, just as the teachers started flowing in, Les and Paul stood back to survey their work. Their exhibit team had spent most of the previous day unpacking and constructing the display, and their team has been preparing for this event for months. Here's Les. NSTA is our product-heavy show. We have a lot of materials here. When I shipped all of these products, I had 14,000 pounds of product and, uh, and exhibits. So it's our heaviest show. But in the end, it's worth it. It gets these materials, these products, into classrooms all the way from elementary to the high school level. So we have products geared on a re- full range of subjects and then also in a full range of educational levels. What kind of products is Les talking about? Enter Janine Montgomery, manager of NOAA's Education Outreach Center. Yeah, products actually range in in this day of technology from actual links to websites. Sometimes that's just what people are interested in. NOAA produces a lot of the DVDs and CDs that are a collection these days of 
curricular products that also live online are specific individual lesson plans or individual posters for download and printing, multimedia objects. Uh, there's the potential, I suppose, to put podcasts on those types of products in the future. Sometimes it's uh, connecting for a classroom or presentation speaker. So it's, it's a lot of different products that people are after. By the end of the show, all of these products are going to be in the hands of teachers. But many of the teachers want more material than they can carry away with them. So to manage this demand, the NOAA staff at the booth are also using barcode scanners to take orders. Back at NOAA, Janine's Education Outreach Center collects all these orders up and mails the material out to classrooms around the country. And Janine, of course, is on hand to shepherd the education outreach effort, but she was also there to listen to teachers to find out what they were looking for. She said that for teachers on a tight budget, the products at the NOAA booth are really popular, and that's not only because they're free, but because they contain vetted, reliable science that can be used in the classroom. One of the teachers using NOAA materials is Michelle Painter, who teaches science in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Michelle stopped by the booth to pick up some materials and to talk about an upcoming class she's interested in taking. Well, yes, I've taken two of the uh, data stream classes that NOAA offers. Um, as a matter of fact, I was here inquiring about a third that they should be offering next year, which is uh, basically a free class and it's college credit. And uh, it's been really great. I've used a lot of the activities in my classroom. And, you know, the posters and things that they have, I always put this stuff in my classroom for the kids to look at. And now I just discovered a activity on climate that they have, which is what we're getting ready to study. We're in weather and climate right now. So there's an activity that they have associated with one of the posters that I'm going to take back and use and share with the members of my department. And as Paul Taylor said earlier, it's face-to-face communication between the NOAA people manning the booth and teachers like Michelle. That's the most important part of the NOAA exhibit program. Of course, it's those people who are answering questions and talking about NOAA programs and services and making sure that the right NOAA products get into the hands of the teachers who need them. So let's meet just a few of these people. The NOAA exhibit space is divided into four different zones, each area highlighting one aspect of what NOAA does. We'll start off in the data and research area. We have our color-coded areas of ocean temperature for the globe come up, and this is updated twice a week, so you can always see, you know, how uh, temperatures are changing uh, across the ocean. How is this applicable? That's Dan Pursuit. He's the manager of NOAA's Environmental Visualization Lab. He's pointing at a large LCD screen behind him and talking with excitement about the layers upon layers of NOAA data overlaid in a rainbow of colors on a Google map projection of the Earth. Dan said he's always looking for new, interesting visual ways to present NOAA data. This is his second time at the NSTA annual conference representing NOAA. You know, I used to be a teacher, and that's one of the reasons I was so excited about taking on this job. I, I, I used to search for the, the different materials and animations and images so I didn't have to draw on the whiteboard with five different colored markers and then the kids look at me like I, I see the picture and, they, and the kids never did. So now, you know, um, myself and my staff, we, we, we do that. Um, so I'm always trying to think of what would be useful for, uh, for teachers in the classroom. Um, and, you know, I, I welcome their, their input on it as well. Now, across the way from Dan and the data and research area is the NOAA weather zone. Lucky you. Well, we had quite a weather in action. Nothing better for a science teacher. I hope you took pictures. The first thing teachers notice in the weather area is the NOAA guy wearing a red hat with a big yellow lightning bolt sticking out of each side. Meet Dr. Lightning, a.k.a. John Jensenius, a NOAA meteorologist based near Portland, Maine. 
This is the third time John's represented NOAA at the National Science Teachers Association meeting. Well, a lot of times people will just ask you about, uh, you know, whether that they may have observed or uh, what they're teaching. Sometimes they're just looking for information. Where can I find this or that? And, and certainly uh, with my interest in lightning, I get a lot of questions about lightning. There's a lot of misunderstanding about lightning, so it's an opportunity for, for them to uh, find out a little bit more and for me to uh, talk a little bit about it. And certainly uh, both the combination of science and also the safety aspect of it, too, because there are a lot of unnecessary lightning deaths and injuries every year in the United States. Now let's move on from weather and head over to NOAA's oceans and fishery zone. Over at this station, Jonathan Shannon, an educator with NOAA's National Marine Sanctuaries Office, was enjoying his very first NSTA conference. Well, a lot of the teachers, you know, want to teach about these activities. They just need, you know, the information. They really value the fact that the scientists are are helping to develop these products. uh, So they... They, they can make that direct link for their students, get their students really excited about the subject matter instead of just you know, looking at it in a, in a book, uh, getting them connected to, to current research, like what we're doing with the Okeanos, what we're doing uh, in, in the sanctuaries with preservation and, and research and monitoring. Uh, it's, it's, they just really enjoy it. They, they like to have stuff that's, that's packaged for them that they can you know, take off the shelf and use and then adapt to how they want to use it. Our final stop on our audio tour of NOAA's exhibit at the NSTA conference is a zone dedicated to the topic of climate. That's, of course, a big subject area of interest these days. And here we ran into a first-year teacher from the Atlanta area named Heather Tompkins, who had this to say. Obviously, being new to a classroom, I want to dress it up with as much visually stimulating, you know, also content-appropriate things in the room. I just got done talking to a very informative gentleman about uh, the climate literacy and sort of the collaboration between, was it 18 or 19 different agencies and the effort that's going on on behalf of NOAA with gathering information across different agencies. And the collaboration is, is astounding. Very exciting stuff. We hope this gives you a small taste of NOAA's role at this event and about the NOAA Exhibits Program. So be sure to head over to oceanservice.noaa.gov to see the accompanying web story that goes with this podcast. We've got a really cool time-lapse video for you that shows the NOAA Exhibit from setup to breakdown. It's a lot of fun to watch. And we have links for you for some of the programs we've talked about today. Next week, we're going to talk in more depth about the education outreach component that NOAA undertakes at events like NSTA. We've got some great interviews lined up. You'll hear from a National Ocean Service education expert, NOAA's Coral Reef Education National Coordinator, and from some teachers who worked at the NOAA booth who've participated in the NOAA's Teacher at Sea program in past years. Special thanks to the NOAA Exhibits program staff and all the NOAA people who took the time out to talk with us today about what they do. Let's give Les Adams, NOAA Exhibits program manager, the last word. What would be the effect if we were not here? People wouldn't get the posters, they wouldn't get the information, they wouldn't know about climate, they wouldn't know about some of the weather products that we offer. I mean, we know that there's a lack of interest in science in our schools. If we can help promote science, I think it helps. That's all for this week. If you have any questions about the podcast, about the National Ocean Service, or about our ocean, 
or if you have any ocean facts that you'd like answered, send us a note to nos.info at noaa.gov. Now let's bring in the ocean. This is Making Waves from NOAA's National Ocean Service. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>